2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I'm joined by my buddy, Sammy Reed, and uh, we are here to do a little bit of a Super Bowl wrap-up, talk a little bit about things we may or may have not learned from the 2019-20 fantasy football season, and also a little bit maybe about uh, fantasy football strategy next year. Uh, Sammy, was the Super Bowl profitable for you?
3: You know it was, and the whole reason we decided to do this podcast is is basically just, just so we could gloat. gloat. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Because you know we're it, Super Bowl betting, prop betting is more of an art, and we are true artists. So I, I think it was great. But the the Super Bowl went really, really well from a from a betting perspective, and it was very, very close to being really, really good. Like the props that I missed, like barely missed. So we can we can talk Imagine about some if of Paul those.
2: Hardman scored a long touchdown.
3: Uh, I don't have just to. Imagine I it. I didn't make any mccole Hardman bets because I'm no, sure. I made
2: I made all the mccole Hardman bets, all the mccole Hardman showdown <laughs> stuff. It was it just was all mccole Hardman.
3: Well, I did have Matt Breida in a lot of showdown based on your recommendations, so that that turned out predictably. But dude,
2: Jeff Wilson Jr. No, like literally, no one saw that coming. Not not a single person. No one touted it. Like he hadn't been active since what, like week six. Or something, yeah, and they yeah. and they were just like, nope, Jeff Wilson Jr., you're coming in, you're playing snaps in the first quarter in the Super Bowl. That happened.
3: Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, if uh, Damian Williams had scored, and he was very close to scoring early, like the the little uh, razzle dazzle the, the twist option. play. Yeah. Well, so there was the one before oh, the where wheel they route. did the yeah. Oh, there there was the wheel route also, but I'm talking about the play they took from the 1948 Rose Bowl where they all yeah. did pirouettes. Well, he almost got in on that play. It was a direct snap to Damian. He almost gets in. Then, then they run it to uh, Darwin. Then they give Darwin that would have been. Carry. By the
2: way, that Darwin for showdown would have been a nightmare. That would have <laughs> been horrible.
3: And so he didn't get in. And then they ran the option um, that Mahomes probably could have flipped to Damian, but he ended up taking himself. And then Damian had the wheel route that just didn't quite connect. They were a little on the same. I think that was the second drive, and then I had a big, uh, I had a pretty big bet that he would score before Raheem Mostert, and then Mostert got his first touchdown in the third, and then Damian scored too. You know, it was, that was a little bit of run bad.
2: That's a weird bet to make that he'd score before. I mean, I like it just because. I mean, obviously. Like, I just bet the under on Raheem Mostert, everything, under on carries, under on receptions, under on yards, total yards, everything. And uh, that felt good even, like, regardless of the results. Like, they clearly were planning on using Tevin Coleman uh, for big chunks of that game. They were never planning on using Mostert like the workhorse dude.
3: Yeah, well, maybe they should have considered doing that, just uh, kind of kind of in retrospect. Um, but In I retrospect,
2: that- I don't think there was anything that 49ers could have done cuz Jimmy Garoppolo is their quarterback and they just were not ever going to win, <laughs> right? I just was there was there any scenario where where Mahomes got the ball back down 10 points and you're like, "Nah, they're probably not going to score."
3: No. Like, there there was there was never really a point. And I think I tweeted this like the day before the Super Bowl. It was just like, "I think in retrospect it'll be really obvious that Patrick Mahomes was never going to let Kansas City lose this game." And I think that was it. Like you can look back at all the at, at all the missed opportunities for the Niners etc cetera, etc cetera. but the reality is that Patrick Mahomes is just better he's, he's just, just a better. goat yeah. yeah he's just a goat and it was just never gonna happen you know it's 20 to 10 and it was like yeah Mahomes is coming back of course um what did you like what did you take away from the Super Bowl specifically in terms of I know there was a lot that was made out of the pass interference call uh on Kelsey both of them and then- were
2: both of them were correct by the letter of the law. Both the Kittle, both the Kittle push off and the Kelsey. I mean the 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 Kittle. Like if if that's not called, certainly I don't think Chiefs fans are saying like, "Oh, we got robbed," right? Whereas the Kelsey pass interference that I mean that is the most blatant and obvious pass interference you will ever see that is just by that by the letter of the law that was pass interference I have seen it bandied about um by 49ers fans that the the refs were super favorable towards Kansas City and I I don't know if that's true or if that's sour grapes or if that's just like you know what it is
3: what did you think about the end of the half when the Niners decided to play a conservative and not call the timeout? Twitter was ablaze, right? Twitter they, was a blaze. They,
2: they, they were just – they did not want to give Mahomes the ball back with any time left at all, I think. I think even if they got a field right. goal, I think they were just like – they were just like, first of all, we're cool going into the half 10-10, but even better, if we go in 10-13, that's fine. But we just – we want – we would like to have the ball left with zero seconds on the clock. That's what That's what they thought.
3: Yeah, I, I think that is exactly right, and I mean, certainly, I'm, I'm, and I think you are too. Generally, a, pon- a proponent of being aggressive and of, taking all I these edges po-
2: of points. You, you, you should score points. Then. Yeah, scoring points is good <laughs> when you're facing the Kansas City Chiefs.
3: But, <laughs> right. but I want to say in this specific case, I don't know if it was fully right or not. But I can tell you that I get it. I get it. Like I get that the 49ers, if they were going to win this game, it was going to be um, like it, the way I felt is that Kansas City could win only a high scoring game, whereas the Niners could score could win either a high scoring or a low scoring game. And so I thought that the Niners were like, hey, this is the kind of game that we aspire this to be. We want to, you know, keep the keep the score low, limit the possessions. We want to grind it out. We want to take all these edges. What we don't want is to put the ball in Jimmy Garoppolo's hands. He goes three and out. And then Mahomes has a minute left and comes down and scores a touchdown. All of a sudden we're down going into the half. And even through three quarters, the game went exactly how the Niners wanted it to go. Like they, they, this game was the Niners game. This was exactly what they wanted and the kind of game that they would win. And they just frankly missed a couple of opportunities when they were up 10 points and got the interception. They weren't able to put together a put away drive, and then obviously the missed throw to Emmanuel Sanders late. They had some opportunities, and you knew Mahomes was going to go on a run. But I thought for most of this game, it went exactly how the Niners wanted it to go.
2: Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, yeah, they, they things went how they would have been talking about it all week in practice, right? Like they would have been like, okay, you know, we want it. We would like to get Mahomes uncomfortable. We want to force them into third and longs. And they, they were able to do all of that. Um, just the issue was, is that uh, they, like, well, probably the biggest thing, and you're never going to be able to game plan for this, is I don't know if there's another quarterback on third and 15 down 10 points in the Super Bowl who makes that throw to Tyreek Hill. I think, I think pretty much every other quarterback in the NFL checks down takes this you know just I just I just don't know a quarterback who makes that throw other than I mean he was
3: he was wide freaking open in fairness
2: he was I mean he was wide open but like do you think do you I I guess Stafford would make that throw but Jimmy wouldn't make that throw Jimmy would Jimmy would have
3: thrown it to (laughs) use check right (laughs) I mean that's just the sharp plays to throw it to use check but yeah I I mean that was that was kind of Kansas City in a nutshell right Kansas City is the fastest team and they have a quarterback they have a they have Andy Reid, who's super elite at getting receivers open deep, and Mahomes, who's super elite at getting them the ball. And that all came together on that play. It was really well-schemed. Uh, you know, we said in the in the preview show that Andy Reid was sitting on his couch eating Cheetos, uh, figuring out ways to compromise the 49ers zone. And I think when we watched the Super Bowl as a whole, he found ways to do that, right? We saw several times they ran switches on the left side, um that got guys wide open, Watkins a couple of times wide open down the sideline, because they knew the rules of the 49ers zone and knew how to kind of take advantage of that. And I think that Tyreek Hill play on third and fifteen uh was all of that coming together. I was really impressed, and I'm not surprised, but really impressed by how prepared Andy Reid was. He was, I mean, you can say they only scored 10 points through three quarters. But he just had it all down. Yeah,
2: but they like it wasn't because they were uh, calling bad plays. It was because Mahomes was playing bad.
3: Yeah, and and Nick Bosa was like in his jersey the entire game. I mean, Bosa was just irrepressible in this game. He was so good.
2: Yeah, he. I mean, he was pretty good. I hope. That, I, 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 hope I know that, you're not used that, to like I,
3: looking at the defensive guys. I, I'm sure you're just hearing of this Nick Bosa character now. No, but, no, but, I
2: know. I know who Nick Bosa is because he's the worst, and he was the guy who's crying <laughs> on the sideline after the game. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he just wanted to meet the president so bad. <laughs> he was so sad he's not going. Yeah, what a bummer. What a bummer
2: for him. So uh I, I have a question for you. Do you think that Kyle Shanahan choked? Like, do you think that do you think how much of this can we say, Kyle Shanahan, this is on you?
3: Uh so I've seen a lot of takes that he did. Seen a
2: lot of takes. Yeah.
3: A lot of takes. I'm not of that opinion. And I think Shanahan called a great game, and certainly maybe down the stretch he could have done some things differently. But at the end of the day, he just got Mahomes. Like he won this game for three quarters and change. He did as much as you can do, and at some point, your dudes just have to your dudes just have to execute. I think Jimmy Garoppolo choked. I think that he had a couple of times. Yeah, I
2: mean that's that's not debatable,
3: right? But he it, it wasn't just the Sanders throw, which. Kind of remind me of Roethlisberger how to throw like this to Mike Wallace in the 2010 Super Bowl when Pittsburgh was trying to come back against Green Bay, and he had Wallace open deep and just overthrew him, and it would have changed the whole game. I think Pittsburgh wins that Super Bowl if Roethlisberger hits that throw. And this one was, I mean, a minute and a half left, whatever. This one was even more like, wow, this could win you the Super Bowl. Uh, but there was also a couple of third downs where, um, like, one he threw to Debo. Uh, off to the right that was a terrible throw that like I remember uh,
2: Kittle, that one yeah yeah.
3: Kittle was coming wide open over the middle he was like on Suggs and he like shook Suggs and he had an easy first down and and Garoppolo just didn't find him there were a couple things like this there was one that he missed over the middle again that got batted down I think where uh, Debo was open on the right side um, in the flat and he had some one guy to beat and he's going to beat him. You know, I thought Jimmy made some really questionable decisions down the stretch, obviously through that really bad pick in the first half. I think this game was a choke, more of an indictment on Jimmy Garoppolo than it was on Kyle Shanahan.
2: So did you know they can get out of his contract basically after this year? Like they can there, there's some sort of there's some sort of out in his contract that they can just be like, or thanks, thanks for your time." But, uh, but, but that's all. I mean, they they would never do it, right? Like you
3: just you just yeah, went to the who, Super Bowl because who, who do you get?
2: Yeah, I'm well, Nick Mullins. Right? Nick Mullins, <laughs> let's go. I mean, that's the the answer is that I'm I, I'm I'm if I'm sure if I went and Twitter searched Nick Mullins' name right now, there's going to be people who are like, you know, Nick Mullins averaged eight point six yards per attempt when he was the 49ers quarterback, and, and like, George I'm sure Kittle that,
3: set the all time yardage record.
2: <laughs> yeah, that that take is out there. I'm I'm positive that that take is out there.
3: All right, what's, what's your Shanahan take? Like, did Shanahan choke?
2: So I guess my take is that the way that Shanahan called this game certainly was very pragmatic in the sense that he really tried to limit possessions for both teams. I think the issue you have when you limit possessions is you open yourself up to stuff like only being up 2010 when everything goes in your favor. Whereas if they would have really tried to step on the jugular, went for it on, like I believe they kicked a field goal on fourth and two on two occasions. I don't remember if it was once or I think it was twice. And so, so like, Mahomes throws those two interceptions. He's, I think, at one point he was fourteen of thirty for one hundred and twenty-five yards. Like, I mean, we're talking like this is literally the worst game of his career. And if they had been more aggressive, there's like a good chance that the score at the end of that third quarter is thirty-one to ten or something. Like, they just they just didn't press the envelope at all. While running good, which is like you know, as a gambler, when you're running good, you want to get more in the center of the table. You're not trying. Yep. To, you're not trying to measure it. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And I, I think I think that would be the issue. Was was because like also you know it's it's calling plays is like more of an art. You know, <laughs> absolutely. And, <laughs> and, and and a football game is overall it's more of like a game of like it's an art. And you're you're sitting there and you're seeing your team just kick, like they were kicking Kansas City's ass. And they were still calling they were still calling plays like the score
3: was tied. God, I would love to have Shanahan on this podcast and you just tell him, listen, bro, it's it's, it's more, more than, than art. Art. It's more Shanahan art. would take the L as opposed to Nate Nolling if he was on this pod, would not take any L's. It's true. Yeah. Um I, I, I think that's I think that's fair. You know what's funny is the first couple games that they won, you know, when they beat the Packers and they beat the, the Chiefs. You know, they got up in those games, and then they just ran the ball down these fools' throats and crushed them out. And they never did that to Kansas City, which I thought was –
2: Well, I, gotta, I got to to, give it to the Kansas City Chiefs' rush defense, dude. There were, there were three separate first-down runs where they got negative yards. Now, in the, in, the, in the first half, they were just getting whatever they wanted. and But right. that's the point, though. Mm-hmm. They were getting whatever they wanted running the ball, and they scored ten points.
3: Right, and and at the same time, I mean, when they started that last drive when Kansas City finally went up 24-20 um, and they got that kind of last drive, you know, they started off with a couple of Mostert runs, and he crushed. I mean, if you look at the aggregate, Mostert was 4.8 a carry. Coleman was 5.6 a carry. Debo was 17.7 a carry. I mean, yeah, they, they stopped a couple of runs, but for the most part, I mean, the, the, Niners, the, the Niners really ran the ball very efficiently, right?
2: They, I mean, yeah, they do. Like, they they really do, but it's uh... –
3: 141 yards on 21 carries. Well, 23 uh, with Garoppolo. But, like, in this game, dude, you got you to gotta run the ball more than 23 times. And I hate to sit here and say, oh, you got to run the ball more, blah, 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 blah. But this was the formula for the Niners was to take a lead on you and then just run it down your throat until your will was gone and they were standing on the podium. And they never got to that point against Kansas City. You know, they said, "Oh, it's second and five. We're gonna give Jimmy Garoppolo the opportunity to throw here." It's like, no, nah, dude, do not do that. Um, that was a bad choice,
2: man. That inter- the interception. Which one? The, the the Jimmy pick? No, the 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 Breland, the Breland interception. Yeah, where I, I think what happened is that he was trying to throw the ball away and did not have the arm strength to get it to the sideline. That's like, that's like I'm pretty sure that's what happened with the Breland interception.
3: I was asking my buddies, I, you know, because I was at a Super Bowl party. I live in the Bay Area. I was at a Super Bowl party with a bunch of Niners fans, and I asked my boy, I'm like, was he trying to throw the ball away, or was he just trying to make, like, an awesome throw? And And my buddy said, I think he was trying to throw it away and just kind of got spun to the point where he couldn't angle it out of bounds. But the reality is, is that ball was like – in the field of play a long ways you know like there was long a much ways. better way to get that ball out of bounds than, than that route yeah. so either way that was that was really bad for sure
2: so I mean what do the what do the 49ers do they just run it back and draft more defensive players and just hope against hope that they like I
3: don't know what do they do what do you do Dude, I I hate to say it but the night the Niners are the type of team that doesn't make it back you know what I mean they just yeah,
2: I mean they it, they played they played uh, two really bad teams like for his, basically like the Packers suck.
3: The Packers were awful. Yeah that that was not a that was not a good team, and uh, you know Minnesota was decent but they weren't the best. You know the Niners ran hot to 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 get the number one seed. You know it was like what's his That's face true. was a half a yard away from from scoring and giving him the five seed or whatever. The Niners were. I don't want to take anything away from them because they were a really good team. Really, really good. They deserved to be in the Super Bowl. They were one of the best teams this year. But I think that so many things came together for them um, that that just went really well that tend not to happen year after year. Whereas the Chiefs, the Chiefs didn't even play good in the Super Bowl. Like they were not that good, but they just have Mahomes. Like they ran bad not to be in the Super Bowl last year, you know? And
2: I mean, yeah, D4 just lines up on side.
3: Just just line up on side, bro. It's just only the biggest onside, game in your life. That's just, all you got to do.
2: Well, I mean, actually, if they had had Kareem Hunt for that game last year, though, if they had, had <laughs> Kareem
3: Hunt, <laughs> <laughs> And they would have won the Super Bowl by 30 this year, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> just, Damien, just Williams, D- Damien Williams has played in six career playoff games, he scored 11 touchdowns in those games.
3: Okay, so I need a Damien take. How vindicated do you feel at this point? Like, I mean, it's
2: just so clear I was right the whole time. It's just so it's so painfully clear I was I was right the whole time.
3: I'll tell you this: I hate to give you W's because it just feels bad. But yeah, it's terrible. But I agree with you. I mean, if Damien had not gotten hurt and they had signed yeah, he just this, would have dunked. Yeah, and they did this stupid. Uh, McCoy thing which they basically admitted was a mistake by just inactivating him in the he, playoffs he, he
2: played one snap in the playoffs
3: right yeah and that was probably too many I, I just think that I just think that like Damian was their guy and he just smashed and if if things had just gone a little different for him in the regular season he would have been a fantasy stud he would have been just just fine and just a couple of things didn't go his way injury at the wrong time you know the 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 corpse of LaShawn McCoy getting involved that, like, it it took turned away out they were value. actually
2: keeping Damian fresh for the playoffs. Yeah,
3: that, that's pretty much it. They had to keep their horse fresh for the for, for the playoffs. And dude, he was he was really good. I mean, dude, it, I mean,
2: you hate you hate to say it, but they probably don't win that game if he does not play that well.
3: Do you think that he deserved the MVP? Somebody other than Mahomes?
2: I don't think he deserved it. But as someone who bet on him at twenty five to one, I certainly was. I was certainly was just saying. Just do it. Just give it to him. Just give it to him. because
3: That, that would mean, have been a great dunk for you at the end of the season here.
2: How many times I, – I wonder how many times a running back has scored two touchdowns, had like what, probably 120 scrimmage yards, something like that. Oh, 133. Yeah.
3: 133, two touchdowns.
2: 133.
3: Yeah, I mean, and he also made some like really nice individual plays. Remember that well, he play? He scored that,
2: the game winning and the game ceiling touchdown.
3: Yeah. Uh, you know he had the he had the break off to win it Uh, you know that that catch he made down the left sideline where he like stopped and pivoted and got like 15 more yards that was super hot he had a lot of like really nice runs he ran for 6.1 a carry obviously you take that that 38 yarder away you know he's still like well over four yards a carry against a pretty good defense you know he had the second most targets on the team he was a real focal point and he played extremely well um I I think you got to take the W on Damian, and when we saw him get the full slate of like whatever seventy plus percent snaps in important games, bro, he was a fantasy monster. And I think it'll be really interesting to see what happens with him. I, if they
2: I think they probably draft a running back.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I, and just I screw everything do. up. Yeah.
2: Well, it's just like it's just like you know you win the Super Bowl. You're paying Damien like eight hundred thousand dollars a year, you know. It's like just nothing. And they got Darwin there, but I don't I don't think Darwin is uh I don't know. I mean, he seems <laughs> fine. He seems fine. He's always bad at pass blocking. I, swear, I think he's missed every pass block I've ever watched him try.
3: Well, you know, I mean this this worked out really well for the Patriots, right? They they won a Super Bowl and then drafted Sonny Michelle, you know, at the end of the I guess they didn't it's win true. that one. I don't know. But you know, they way.
2: they lost and then won. I think I think they will. Well, I thought they were going to draft the kid from Clemson. That's what I thought they were going to do. I thought their third-round oh, draft pick.
3: Yeah,
2: but he he decided to go back
3: to school. Yeah, that's a damn shame. That's a damn shame. That kid can do it. Feels really
2: bad for any of these running backs to ever go back to school. Like, why would a draft-eligible running back ever go back to school?
3: it's it's a tough scene bro i you know like you never know what's going on in the kid's life and you know he's got all sorts of personal stuff but we can sit here as like outside observers and say bro you are like leaking expected life value yeah like go go
2: get you go get your money bro
3: yeah like if he tears his acl it's just gonna be an all-time tragedy i
2: mean it happened it happened to a stanford kid bryce love he's like Mm -hmm. a four he's like a washington practice squatter and he like Got third in the Heisman one year, and then it's like, nope, I'm going back to school.
3: Yeah, you got to be like Darius Geis, bro. You know, come yeah, out get and then your tear money. your ACL once you're once you're in the pros. Right. You know, yeah, rehab on their dime.
2: So one thing I want to ask you about because you actually are someone that just disagrees with me. Do you do you just think that zero RB is
3: dust? You just can't do it. Uh, I think zero RB has always been dust. <laughs> so I don't I don't think it was ever not dust. I. It, so here's the thing people have actually decided that zero RB is dust a long time ago they just still call something that's not zero RB zero RB which is to
2: take one running back early yeah right Right. which is I still maintain this is the correct thing to do
3: and I'm very on board with this modified zero RB I think that a lot of the time you don't want to take second tier running backs ahead of top tier wide receivers and that's what people who mash running backs early do. I think that's a bad strategy, but certainly, I think the concept of zero RB, true zero RB, not taking a running back until like at least the fifth or sixth round, I just think is it's a high risk strategy in like NFFCs where you have an overall component. I think it's more viable because it's going against the grain and it's you know. Yeah, the over, a,
2: the overall the overall components um, like FFPC and stuff. I I'm I'm much more on like I mean I do it on all my teams anyways, but I'm even more on board with it in those formats.
3: Right. So I think the the entire point and I know you asked this question on JJ Zacharyson's podcast and he answered it, which must have been a big thrill for you. Um, but he was talking about how the elite wide receivers their production is kind of going down on average. Uh, especially this year, but I think in the last couple of years, just yeah, overall. it's like pretty
2: much every pretty much everyone, but what's his Michael Thomas, everyone, everyone, but everyone, but MT, and and actually Mike Evans, Mike Evans before he got hurt was having like a super nuclear season, but everyone other than that, it, it all stepped back, like ev- all the top guys.
3: Yeah, and you don't want to be too reactionary to a year or two because things will ebb and flow, and there may come a point pretty soon once people get off of zero RB. That it actually Well, really, zero viable. RB
2: drafting, it's more of an art.
3: Right, yeah. Well, I'm not that kind of artist. I'll just tell you that. Uh, but I think the modified zero RB, you take one early, and then you build out wide receivers, and then you take shots later with second-tier running backs. I think that's a super viable strategy, and a lot of people are using that. That is not true zero RB, but people are just kind of like calling it that. And so that's, that's a strategy I'm very fine with. What robust wide receiver, you can call it if you want
2: robust wide receiver
3: yeah get get robust bro
2: no it's it's modified it's modified zero rb you take you take a running back with your first round pick and then you just you just don't take bad players like that's i mean the big issue for me is that like these slappies who drafted leonard fournette in the second round you know it's like these guys got paid off this year and it's like when you're playing with a bad poker player and you're like i know you got paid off here but if you do if you continue to behave this way, you're gonna lose more in the future. And like that, like I don't know if that's gonna happen this year or 2022 or whenever it's gonna happen. But drafting guys like Leonard Fournette who are fat and bad and can be replaced <laughs> by Reichwell Armstead at the drop of a hat, you just you just should not invest in those guys.
3: Let me let me get a Derrick Henry take. Dude, he's gonna go like fifth overall. That is correct. Yes, he will. Yeah.
2: yeah. I won't I won't draft him once. No. How many passes do
3: you think he caught this year? 23. 18. Jesus. 18. (laughs) And the worst part is he's a tremendous – like he's not going to like go out and be running routes, but like he was like the most effective screen back in the game. Yeah. 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 Like get that guy on the corner with a head of steam. Nobody wants any of that smoke. And they just don't do it all that much. But certainly like – I just I just don't feel good about about that kind of running back as the anchor of my team. I probably won't have a lot of them either. And he went on a sick, sick run this year.
2: It's pretty pretty bad. It's I mean it's the thing is is throwing passes to the running back, it's bad for Tannehill's adjusted yards per attempt. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't want to do it.
3: Yeah. Well, now that he's got that uh that that comeback player of the year award all locked up, maybe he'll be a little bit more of a team player moving forward.
2: That was so tilting to me.
3: I mean if who should have won
2: that? it? I mean I get I mean he should have but I don't like him.
3: No, I mean who should have won it? Like who do you think?
2: I don't I don't really have a good Is there is there like is that even I feel like that's a stupid award in the NFL like who cares?
3: All <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, no more comeback. I I think Jimmy G had a really good really good uh case for oh, it. Oh
2: yeah, from comeback from his ACL. You know what I I remembered during the Super Bowl I was at the game where Jimmy G tore his ACL. No way. Yeah. I, and I was also at his first career start in Chicago. Very wow. odd. Wow. But I, I I randomly happened to be at both of those games.
3: That's awesome that you have a connection to him.
2: And he sucks. He just is not good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's rich and he's handsome and he almost won a Super Bowl. How tilting must it be for the 49ers? I, I know this because I hang out with 49ers fans. They were five yards away, first down uh, from winning a Super Bowl against Baltimore whatever that was, five, six years ago. Yeah, uh, Four shots in the end zone, couldn't get it. And then they were very close to winning this one. They had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. They had Emmanuel Sanders with a step and a half wide open for a touchdown. Um, didn't hit that. They were really, really close. at Losing two Super Bowls in the matter of a couple of years uh, on very, very close spots. It's a tough scene for them.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean – I've seen a lot of takes on that Sanders throw, right? Like Sanders could well, have.
3: What what, a, what other take is there?
2: Just like, oh, Sanders could have dived for it. Oh, it's not that bad of a miss. Oh, it's that a horrible miss. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to throw football accurately seventy yards down the field. Probably,
3: it's very difficult, right? If you want to be a Super Bowl champion, you do it.
2: <laughs> yeah, you probably got to make that throw.
3: <laughs> I mean, that's that's it. At some point. Did you got to make a play? Like, unless you got the 2001 Ravens defense, and as good as the Niners were, they were facing Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you you have to make Jimmy G's got to make a play. Probably,
2: probably got to score more than 20 points if you're uh, interested in beating Patrick Mahomes. He's he scored under 26 points once in his career.
3: Yeah, that that seems pretty good. Um, can we gloat about our prop bets? Like specifically, can we take time to do this? Oh or yeah. Do, uh, yeah.
2: So I mean, Sammy Watkins overs check
3: smash like he shook shook the pants off of richard sherman on that one yeah. little fade ball yeah
2: damian williams overs check lock damian williams two or more touchdowns four to one check <laughs> kyle oh, kyle, oh, kyle oh. use check over i think it was 11 and a half receiving yards or total yards check lit tyreek over manny sanders head-to-head prop that was mispriced <laughs> check <laughs> did it matter didn't matter. They didn't pay that one out. That's
3: a that's a that's a damn shame. That's a damn shame. I wish I had had more Damien. I really I didn't do any Damien props. I was oh I did just that. He scored the touchdown before Mostert, which was the one that actually lost. But I got that one at one plus one forty five. Like,
1: I yeah, think, that that's, any that's just any Damien
2: bad. versus Mostert anything. Those were super profitable. And also also. Um, because actually, what's funny is that Debo got so many of his yards rushing that mm-hmm. he lost all of his receiving matchups. So he lost versus Tyreek, he lost versus Sammy, and he lost versus Kelsey. So that was nice as well. I mean, I dude, yeah. I just bet the Chiefs on everything.
3: I mean that that was that was the sure move. Uh, it was one
2: of my. It was one of. It was probably the best sports gambling day of my career, other than when um, Danny Willett won the Masters.
3: <laughs> well. I don't know who that is, but it sounds great for you. Um yeah, I mean just, just mashing the Chiefs was huge. I had a I had a really big uh
2: Fred Fred Warner over six and a half uh tackles.
3: Oh right? Got so good. I mean I was being really obnoxious at the party. I was like, is Warner in on that? Is Warner in? Yes, Fred Warner tackle. And then high fiving the Niners fans who were like, dude, sh- shut up. Like we're gonna lose this game. Um yeah, that was that was good. So yeah, it's two Super Bowls in a row that I've that I've hit my IDP prop. I'm hoping to create a little uh, betting niche here. But, oh,
2: we didn't even discuss this. Cousin Sal's Gary Russell Memorial pick was the same as mine. It was it was Blake Bell over one and a half yards.
3: Strong, and he smashed it with that nine yard reception. Yeah, that's really hot. That that must have been a strong moment for you. I was I was dri- I was driving to Kansas City
2: listening you know, to listening to the podcast on my, on my phone. And I just, I would like, I text, I had to text you guys right away. I was like, Oh my God, cousin Sal is on the Blake Bell props. It's like it's a lock.
3: It's <laughs> it, was it was meant to be. It was meant that to be. That was me. a lock. Yeah. I got some of the fun ones. I won't go over all of them, but I got use check to score. I took a brutal price, which was plus 600. <laughs> <So I> just. <laughs> <laughs> needs to be, that needs to be what like plus 1200 <laughs> oh i mean 15 <laughs> he, probably he just smashes it right away <laughs> which was i mean just amazing i just felt he was gonna score uh both tyree over. i did three tyree killovers. over 28 and a half yards his longest reception he hit that with that long third and 15 over so- 76 and a half yards Over a yard and a half better than George Kittle. He hit that. Um, The the one I was probably the most proud of, besides Fred Warner, was uh, that the first kickoff will not be a touchback. And he kicks it. He kicks it halfway in the end zone. But – the excitement came. Yeah, McCole,
2: dude. There was no way he was going. He was that never, guy, That guy walked into the stadium wearing an Air Force pilot jumpsuit. You think that he was gonna? You think that he was gonna fair catch the opening
3: kickoff, dude? Not a no. chance. I should have put like twelve units on this bet. Like, I mean, it was just a stone lock, and I got it at plus one forty five. As so long as amazing. we're
2: as long as we're doing the gloat cast, though, I gotta I gotta admit my favorite prop. The one I said was a lock did not hit. Do you remember?
3: Well, what was it? no
2: <laughs> over over two and a half players to throw a pass.
3: Oh yeah, truth.
2: Debo and Hardman both had a chance to do it, and I, both of them just tucked it.
3: Yeah, Debo looked like he wanted to on that one.
2: He he did, but no one was open. Yeah. He like he like that play was very specifically designed for him to throw it, but no one was open. And then on McColl's play. I don't think I do I don't think it was designed he just could have done it and chose not to
3: yeah tough scene tough scene that would have been great that would have been really great um over, what else did I get? over
2: five and a half forty9ers to catch a pass over seven and a half chiefs to catch a pass though both of those hit as those, well
3: those did hit I got both kickers I bet both kickers under eight and a half points and they those were really
2: good yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah yeah so that was that was solid I got Kelsey with more than a yard and a half more than Kittle I just bet Chiefs receivers to get more than George Kittle, which I thought was really solid, and that all hit. Um, yeah. The Mahomes, the Mahomes rush prop. I ended up losing this um, because mine was 28 and a half, and they took away – he went He went down to 28. It was 29. A, yeah, it was such a suck out at the end where he just, like, lost 15 yards. Um, but then they changed one of his rushes, negative one yards, to a sack which was a bullshit ass I'm sorry. It was a, just a terrible. <laughs> I'm still tilted. It was a bad it was a bad scoring call, but that cost me a, a good amount of money because I had under 28.5 and a half at plus 170, which was just a sick price. So, um that was that was a loss. I mean, I was- feel like
2: after watching that game, though, like this is just something that the Chiefs are going to do in competitive games from now on. Like yeah. Mahomes is going to run in competitive games. He's not going to do it, uh, you know, home against the Denver Broncos in Week Eight. But like in games that they got to win, he's gonna he's gonna do that. Like you are yeah. gonna have to project him for
3: more rushing. I mean, just imagine having the best throwing quarterback in the league and, oh, by the way, he's also just going to take off whenever he Oh, wants. by the
2: way, if you if you, uh, if you you don't pressure him at all and just drop everyone back, he's just going <laughs> to take those
3: 10 yards. I mean, people talk about this, and I think uh, Pianowski was talking about this uh, on Twitter, which was a really good point, is that so many quarterbacks we consider goats. You know, guys like Aaron Rodgers. Um, there's others that I'm not thinking of right now. Steve but Young. Like, yeah, only yeah, Steve Young only won one Super Bowl. And it's like, okay, we thought these guys would win Brett Favre, right? We thought these guys would win mad Super Bowls and they just only won one. Winning a Super Bowl is super hard to do. So he made a really good point about that. Um but Mahomes, bro, Mahomes is twenty four years old and he's just like easily the best quarterback. He's like Aaron
2: Rodgers had had yet to make an NFL start. At the age of 24,
3: this uh, this tweet uh, was was well received by the public.
2: <laughs> people love Aaron Rodgers, bro. They just they don't <laughs> they don't want to know that people can challenge him. <laughs> Mahomes is good. In like six years, we're already gonna be we're always we're already gonna be like he's the goat.
3: I mean, probably so, and he's kind of an instant Hall of Famer if and when he wins the second. I mean, if he Super if Bowl. he was just
2: like if he walked off the the float at the parade today and was like, "All right, I'm out. I'm gonna go play baseball," he'd be a Hall of Famer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I right? mean, it's yeah. I mean, maybe I don't know. He's he's extremely fun to watch. He's fantastic. I I think he wins more. Obviously, you never know because winning Super Bowls is really hard. But I mean, the Chiefs, Andy Reid plus Mahomes. The rest of the team just doesn't have to be that good. They don't have to run that hot, you know. It's like they they just yeah. Have to it's going to be
2: do. replacing Kelsey is going to be an issue. We've seen this with Brady. Like
3: sure. the
2: whole the whole thing fell apart when Gronk left.
3: You don't, you don't think Blake Bell is the man to step in there and probably not. <laughs> Kel- probably not. I mean
2: Kelsey is he's only he's thirty, right? So it's not like he's like not going to retire, but his his he certainly is past his like athletic peak. Yeah. Yeah,
3: aren't we all?
2: Aren't we all? All right, man. The Gloatcast. Love it. Good stuff. Love Everyone, it. Being, thanks for being listening. Being rich is great. Being, win, winning prop bets is great. Yeah. And uh, remember, if, you're, if your favorite tout was telling you that the Tennessee Titans were going to beat the Chiefs, you need to find a new favorite tout.
0: Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the two guys from Hollywood podcast.